Welcome to the Online Course Master Show, where we learn from the best online course creators how to better create and sell our very own courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebner, and today I chat with Peggy Dean, an amazing artist who grew her Instagram account to over 50,000 followers in just one year. From that, she launched a successful online teaching business, teaching thousands of students on Skillshare, and also selling digital and physical products with Etsy. We'll hear all about it in the upcoming interview. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and see an archive of all our past guests. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening, and make sure to leave a rating. Help us get our first 100 ratings so I can know whether to keep making this show or not. Let's get straight on to the interview. Uh, Hi, Peggy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you about Skillshare and your online courses. I've been looking at your website, and it's it's really pretty and well laid out and I think it's it really gets people interested in your content so I want to hear more about that too but before we get too deep into the courses and everything can you share with the listeners a little bit more about your background uh, I don't know where you're from and what you've been doing before creating your online courses sure uh, so <laughs> it's I am kind of all over the place uh, entrepreneur at heart I don't work for other people very well <laughs> because I don't think that the creative mind can be condensed into another, even another creative mind box. It just doesn't work. Um, but for the last 10 years or so, I was doing hair and makeup um, in salons and outside of salons. And let's see, I have, I've dabbled in arts for my whole life and I think that the first real hobby I started was scrapbooking. Okay, (laughs) nice. (laughs) Which is, you know, it's a common one. It's in high demand still, which is awesome. I don't anymore, but... And then um, I took calligraphy in high school, traditional calligraphy. Uh And uh, let's see. So you went to high school and then you learned calligraphy. Did you you ever imagine that you're... Like, what was your goal coming out of high school? Were you trying to be an artist? Were you trying to get a job? Did you go to school? You know, my my high school years were not the best, as I'm sure a lot of people weren't um, having the best time in high school. But I didn't really have any goals. It was more so just to for expression. Um, I was looking at my, <laughs> I was looking through files the other day and saw, found a report card and I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm looking through it and I was just like, wow, this is really bad. And then any art classes, A, 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 A. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things seem to be working out well then because <laughs> it seems like you have a, yeah, you're, you're doing well with your online courses. So t- talk about uh, the transition into you know, teaching online courses, what, did you teach anywhere else before or were you just kind of, how did you find out about Skillshare too? Because is that the first place you put your courses on? So it is. And so the way that that worked, it actually happened really fast. I, um, I wanted to learn how to hand letter and I didn't know the terminology. I was just like that, you know, that whimsical, like bouncy looking calligraphy. And then, 
uh, I started searching terms like modern calligraphy everywhere online. I was scouring and I couldn't find, I mean, I found some things, but I didn't find a lot. And it was really frustrating. But as I was bouncing around, I came across Skillshare. Um, there was a girl on there that I don't even remember her name. And I wish that I did because her course was good. Um, it may have not been either way. Uh, <laughs> so, but from there, I found a different class that was completely unrelated. And it was just a fun project. And I was like, oh, I want to make this project. And so I became a member for uh, they were having a special which is one that I offer. It's the, you know, you can watch any platform or excuse me, watch any class on the platform for 99 cents for three months. Yeah, so I did an that. Amazing deal. <laughs> it is an amazing deal. Yeah. And it's great because then you can really get a feel if you like the platform and then you can continue, but there's no commitment, which I love. But, um, so I took this random class and then they launched, you know, how they, they have teacher challenges. So if somebody was interested, they didn't necessarily know that they were interested in teaching. Uh, they'll reach out and say, you know, join our teacher challenge. And, um, so I got a note from them and thought like, okay, maybe, maybe I should, but, uh, backtracking just a little bit. Um, as I was learning beforehand, before I started throwing classes up, I, uh, I had been learning, modern calligraphy slash hand lettering slash brush lettering what will you and it was it was hard because I was researching a lot there was so much that wasn't there when I was looking um luckily I had this ninth grade calligrapher in me that was really structured on the base shapes um of letters things that are often overlooked because I think to not to get too far into this art but a lot of people will jump right into add down, you know, add your weight line here. And it doesn't tell you how to structure the foundation or fundamental. And so that's what sparked me to do it because I knew that I had something. It's like, you know, anytime you're doing your teaching or you're selling or anything, it's, it's find, find, you know, what's the problem? Where, where's somebody's pain? Let's hit that pain. Like we're going to solve this. And so I knew that I knew things that would be so easy if I would just explain it all in one session. So it was all like one stop shop for when you're looking to learn. Um, so I had that in me anyway. And because of it, you know, people around me are like, this is so cool. I want to learn it too. So I had already been saying like, this is fun. This is fun. Try this. Uh, so when the teacher challenge launched, I, that month, I think it was May or June, it was for June. Um, of 2016 I did it and the rest is history <laughs> nice well that's I have so many questions but yeah. can we kind of like just fast forward really quickly yeah and so that was in May or June of 2016 and we're recording this in January of 2017 so about a just over half a year where mm -hmm. where are you now and I don't know if you want to share any uh, yeah. just life changes or or stats with your courses uh, where are you today I'd love to. Uh, I am working as an artist full time from my home office, and uh, there's times that I will go, I will go to a winery and <laughs> work <laughs> work on the deck and overlook. I mean, it's really cool. I I have an Instagram picture that's like work's tough, but really, like it it is a lot of work, but it's your passion, and I feel really fortunate to be able to do what I love every single day because you know, I'm probably putting in as many hours in a week as there are. 
hours in a week because right. I love what I do. Um, so it is hard work, but I think that, you know, what you pour your in- energy into comes back tenfold. Um, and there's just so many outlets. So where I am right now, yeah, I put, I, I gradually began decreasing days at my day job. At that time I was working at a, a waxing salon okay. and, <clears throat> um, I just finally took the plunge and it was really difficult and I kept watching my income every month and it was not long enough to measure. It was not a measurable smart goal, (laughs) but I'm really eager and ambitious. And so I just saw it and I was like, I'm just going to wait for this period to come and see what happens. And it came and I was like, this is exponential growth. Like I am not seeing any decrease here. So it's going to happen now. And I put my two weeks in and just kind of jumped and I was really nervous. And I get, you know, every once in a while, I have these like lows where I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> but I think it's just like, this doesn't feel normal. It doesn't feel like this is okay to do, to just be happy every day in what you're doing. Like if you feel like you're slacking, but you're not, you're actually doing what you want to be doing. Yeah. Oh man, this is so exciting to talk to you and hear about this. Uh, and I think a lot of people listening are are either hoping to be in your position or or are in your position and can totally relate. And that's something like I I relate to. I mean, we're putting in a lot of hours into our work and we I think you and I can agree that we realize that the time that we spend on our work is so much so valuable and if we waste any time then that's just going to hurt our own business and that's why we're so so dedicated to our work, but but at the same time it's there's a lot of people in the world who don't understand what's going on with online business or online courses. Or I see on your site um, that you have like an Etsy shop and all these other things that I want to hear about too. Uh, but there's a lot of people that just don't understand this. And so like they see me working from home every day and <laughs> not at a real job and they wonder like what the heck I'm doing. So that's just really exciting that it's working out for you. So when did you actually put in your two weeks notice? How long have you been doing this full time? Uh, that was October. Okay, nice. Very yeah. soon. And have- it was like a good, it was basically six months. Like, yeah. Not, not too long. Yeah, no, that's, and have you seen, have you already seen any impact on being able to be more focused on your website and yeah. your business? A hundred percent. And it's funny because I was only, I had gone down to two days a week and that was it. And so you'd think that you have all the time in the world and you're just going to, you know, blossom and you do, but there's still those two days when you know that you've now taken away some and you have those days. It's like, you can feel that if you, if you didn't have to be there, like there's not so much to get done in those two days, but there are, you know, like it's just the point of taking your focus away from what you want to be doing Mm -hmm. um, and what you know you could accomplish because uh, just removing those two days and actually going full time, I've doubled my income. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's, that's, I think what happens when, you know, I'm not, I don't want to tell people like, jump right into this without any experience and without any sort of proof. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you had six months of proof and you saw that it was increasing. For me, it took a lot longer for me to jump full time. Which is, I think, the smart way to go. (laughs) I I would not base this off of my impulsivity, but (laughs) it is what I did. But yeah, I think that 
at least a year of measurable time is is good. And even if it's on a small scale, because you know, you have to account for the energy you're putting into and the time that you're putting into. And if it's on a small scale, then you're not going, you know, you can't expect to be, you know, breaking what you would in your day job. But um anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's that's super awesome. Um so you have your classes on Skillshare. One thing about Skillshare that I've noticed, because I have my classes on Skillshare as well, and mm-hmm. I have them on different platforms, but with Skillshare, up until recently, it was really hard to even guess how much I was going to be making every month. And so That's, I know. How how is that for you? Especially since is it seems like Skillshare might be like your biggest source of revenue right now. Is that true? It is, yeah. So how is that like every middle of the month kind of figuring out how much you've actually made. Is that scary for you? Uh, sometimes it's, I, I am lucky in that I have, like, I can't use the word ambition enough because I, I think that a lot of it is adrenaline. And if you mix adrenaline with, you know, this it doesn't have to be real confidence, then, then it's like, you know, it's going to fall into place, but is it, but you have to just believe that it will because you know the value that you've put out. Um, I will say the very first month that I was paid, I was in disbelief. I really truly believed a hundred percent and wondered if I should say something to them and bring it to their attention that I had been, there was an extra zero added to my pay. I just could, I was in disbelief. I was not, I couldn't, I, I had no idea that, that the type of income was possible that there is and branding myself and like getting to where I am and all the channels that I am. Uh, you were talking about Udemy which is a next step. And I have an account sitting there and I'm like almost getting in there. But honestly, it's just, it's like, you don't need to, but you want to, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Skillshare, it was hard to measure. Um, I had to just keep watching growth. And then now it's like before I never paid attention to the area that they had stats because it didn't really say much at all. But now I'm looking every, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, okay, I'm getting this. This is great. And then, little line keeps going up and then you're seeing that Sunday through Tuesday are your days, you know, <laughs> like, right. I don't know, just things like that where it's, it's nice because you're able to actually measure a lot more. Yeah. They did release a, a whole new teacher dashboard uh, this, with the stats in the past couple of months. And they also have changed upcoming or by the time this launches, it probably has changed the actual way that we were paid revenue based off of mm-hmm. minutes watched versus, uh, enrollments in our classes. So I think we will actually have a little bit of a better way to predict what our income is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to your first class, though, was this the sort of all encompassing beginner calligraphy class or lettering class? What was your actual first class? Yeah, so my first class was, um, it's hand lettering modern calligraphy. So the whole thing, it's four easy steps. I know that numbers are a good way to go because then it's people know what to expect just by reading a title. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's, it's all faux calligraphy. So it's, it's basically the, the very ground fundamentals of how to form letters, which is what was missing from when I was trying to learn. And 
uh, I will say I put way too much energy into that class and I can't watch even one segment of it because I hate it that much. That being said, people seem to like it, (laughs) but as time has gone on, the less I prepare for it, I think the less expectations I have of myself and the more natural that I sound, which has been, uh, a big plus. It's really hard for me being a conversationalist to go into a, like a, a mode of, okay, now I'm going to teach and I'm going to look at a camera and I'm going to like, you know, reference these bullet points that I have sitting here, which are great. But I think that, I, I don't know, just this type of a platform for me as an instructor, being a creative and a passionate person, like it's good to have reference, but you really have to, you have to approach it in a way that, that you're teaching somebody something and not, and not, does that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And that, I mean, I, I think a couple things. One is like, I think about my first classes and it's the same thing. I can't look at them because they're terrible. And even though people, yeah. <laughs> well, I think they're terrible. And even though people still enroll in them, I just, I just know that <laughs> they're bad compared to what I can do now. But also yeah. the whole idea of just like, you really have to imagine from a beginner's perspective. And I've learned that, especially from students who tell me like, hey, you're going too fast and you're like using terms that I don't know <laughs> and things like that. So it's it, it's a real skill to actually learn how to teach, not mm-hmm. only teach, but also teach via a, a video class or a an online course. Um, and so, well, that's really awesome. And I'm actually looking at your classes on Skillshare now. I have them up. So I see that first one, which has over 4,000 students now. Did you have your website or any sort of online presence or anything before launching that? Yes. So that is kind of Instagram built my brand a hundred percent. Um, I owe every ounce of my success to that social network a hundred percent. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so I started, this is so fun and exciting because January 20th, which is just a week away ish, uh, was when (laughs) I just looked sort of recently for reason. Uh, (laughs) January 20th was when I started my Instagram and it was just a year ago. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. And she has almost 50,000 followers. So yeah. (laughs) Yep. I'm on target for January 20th to be at 50,000, which is really exciting (laughs) because that's my year. Yeah. So I started it and I hashtagged, I use hashtags like crazy. I still use hashtags like crazy. Um, but I also, it, it, it was a learning form for me to begin networking immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, because, of, because of that, I was at right around 25-ish, 2,800 when I reached, uh, when I was selected as a Tombow brand ambassador, which is one of the leading brands in brush pens. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was really cool. And that was something that I put myself out there to obtain. And because of that, it significantly increased. I think that I jumped to like 5,500. So for, for that time, it, it significantly increased my presence. And then from there, it just kept building. Um, Skillshare helped a lot. And then it, you know, things, the networks and connections just started falling into place. But uh, yeah, Instagram networking was 100% where my brand was built. Wow, this is awesome. So I, I, we'll 
link to all your resources and everything in the blog article. But if for people listening and want to like check out Peggy's stuff, it's at the Pigeon Letters is her brand. So it's her website, thepigeonletters.com, and you can get to her Instagram if you want to check it out. So I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole, but with this whole Instagram thing, <laughs> uh, it's really awesome. And it's perfect for people who are teaching creative classes that are visual or, or just building a brand based off of visuals. How, how do you think, so you said you're using hashtags, but when you're starting, how did you grow and how often are you posting your post to Instagram? Okay, so that's embarrassing how much I'm posting. Uh, <laughs> in the beginning, I was trying to keep a a, <laughs> a pretty uh, modest uh-huh. amount of posts a day. I was thinking three was perfect, and three was the <laughs> ideal number. Right at the moment, I <laughs> am like, I have to. It's it's a personal. It's so cheesy and stupid, but it's a personal goal. I'm like, I have to reach fifty thousand by January twentieth, and then I'll stop. I'll stop doing this. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't stop <laughs> I know I know I will I know I know it's just so fun um it becomes a community you know these people become your friends it just happens naturally and organically but uh I was posting about three times a day I would say um earlier in the day the better luckily at that time I was already getting up really early mm-hmm. so <laughs> it reaches I'm not an east coaster so things like that like there's so many there's hours to think of there's days there's you know, post the good content these days, post the filler content these days, like things like that. Um, and it does make a difference. Uh, so just to like dive into that, as you mm-hmm. said, is posting earlier better typically? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it catches people on the other side of the world before they go to bed. Mm-hmm. And it catches uh, people in, at least from what I've noticed from my interactions with people and comments and people that have reached out to me, it's like, that's when I get people from Indonesia or Malaysia and I'm talking to them and then East coasters and then, you know, roll a few hours out and then us Pacific Northwesters (laughs) start waking up. Uh, (laughs) No, but I think it's funny. It's like you can't help but start studying this information and it, you just learn it. Um, So yeah, earlier, earlier definitely is better. And in terms of like days of the week, are there better days for for you? Tuesdays. What was that? Sundays and Tuesdays? <laughs> Sundays and Tuesdays. Sundays. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I would think I that like Sunday is just a bad day for anything online, but I know. Why do you think that is? Um, it's a really good question. I feel like Tuesday makes sense. Tuesday's the lull. You're about to go into Wednesday. You're bored. Your work week is kind of just starting. Um, maybe Sunday people are getting ready for their work week. Yeah. Could be. I if it was me, I'd be extending it as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess uh, yeah. Probably a lot of people. You know, it's the end of the weekend. They're having a chill day, so they have, I guess, more time to be on their phones. And mm-hmm. I think Tuesday is a really good day for for all kinds of online content too, or sending emails, even launching courses. I found that Tuesday is yeah. a pretty good day. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, so. When you launched your first course, then you had your Instagram and did you promote your courses to Instagram or how did I did? Um, so I was really lucky, really, really lucky because I, uh, Tombo also did. Mm, And I think that I wish that I wish that there was a, you know, that was, that was something that I was very fortunate to have was to have cross like for them to promote my class. 
Um, I think that that's why it was as large as it was right away. I think that that's why I got success faster, but I still think, I still think that I would be, I think it would have taken a little bit longer, uh, maybe a lot of it longer, but I think it still would be, I got really lucky and it was one post. They only had one post, but I do think that it helped a lot. Well, yeah, and you can say it's luck or fortune, but you also said, you know, you had to do work to be become right. one of their ambassadors. And but that's really interesting for other people in other industries teaching courses. That's a great idea to reach out to the companies who mm-hmm. maybe oh, yeah. create the equipment you're using or whatever. Um, and so how did that actually work? Did they did you like contact them and say, hey, I'm going to have a course on this. Mm-hmm. Do you mind posting about it? I did. Uh, I did. Yeah. And then another good resource to do is whatever field you're in to uh, reach out and partner with different brands that you're using for giveaways. Mm. Uh, people love giveaways, especially when it's product, because it's something that they are using to learn. Um so that's been that's been good, and I've done that with Tombo a couple of times. I'm about to do one in just a little bit. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. And do you do those comp- competitions or giveaways I, on Instagram or where on your? Site? Yeah, I do them on Instagram, and I usually do when I hit a milestone of some kind. Um, nice. You know, then it was three thousand followers, and I was really really stoked. And I don't <laughs> I don't know why. I did it, but I was like, well, I'm already at 3,300 by the time the giveaway came. So I'm like, I'm going to change it to 3,300. Like what a random thing to do. Uh, but that was my first giveaway. It was, it was cool. And, um, <laughs> there's a lot of responses. Yeah, that's awesome. But now, yeah, it's, it's funny to look, to look back on cause it wasn't too long ago and it was so exciting, you know, and it's still so exciting, but it's like now, now it's serious, you know? Yeah, no, I know what that, yeah, especially when it's your full-time thing. Even when you, I had another, like, job and I was doing this on the side, it seemed like it was, it was more for fun and it was more exciting, but now it's like, okay, this is a business. <laughs> this is, like, my livelihood. So, right. like, YouTube subscribers, you know, it's it's just part of the business <laughs> or whatever, but <laughs> it shouldn't be because every subscriber matters. But, it's so true, yeah, and it's, it's hard too. I, I've noticed this is another thing for anyone that's thinking about teaching. It's so crucial to talk back, like to respond. I had no idea how many people weren't getting responses until they reach out to me and I respond and everyone says, I, I can't, it's like, I'd say, you know, for the sake of incorrect statistics, I'd say like half of them are like, wow, thank you so much for responding. Nobody ever responds to me. And I, it baffles me. I don't understand it. And even if it's just a sentence, like, you know, sometimes I don't have time to go into depth, but create some short keys with some resources. I'm just saying, (laughs) because like, this is why you're doing it. You're doing it because you care about what you're doing and you're passionate about it and you want to share it. So when people reach out, like you got to respond to them. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I, it's a good point for me too, because as I've grown, it's, Take, it takes more time to respond or there's just so many more questions. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, sometimes I'm just like copying and pasting the same response to everyone. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's those people that will become your truest fans and your your own ambassadors that will help you know, spread 100%. your own brand. So mm-hmm. that's really good. Are you enjoying this episode? We hope you're learning to become a better course creator. 
If you want to learn the fast track to six figures with online courses, get your free seven-step guide to success at onlinecoursemasters.com. Now let's get back to the show. How do your classes actually work like in terms of what are you filming and are you talking while you you know, design a letter or do you kind of do a voiceover afterwards? Is it all video or are you doing slides? How, mm-hmm. how do your courses actually look? Most of them now are much more basic than I started. Uh, when I first did, I, I had some choppy voiceovers. They weren't, they weren't, they don't sound choppy, but I know they're really choppy. Um, I can talk a lot faster than I think I'm talking. So when I'm, <laughs> but I am, I am talking while I am lettering and, you know, there are some pauses with a thought process or while you're finishing a stroke. And I don't think that that takes away from the class. I don't think it takes away from the lesson. I was worried about that initially, but I think that if someone's following along, their thought process is in the same place. Um, cause they're watching and then, you know, the click happens and whatnot, but it, it it's definitely something I'm accepting and I'm doing it that way on purpose because I feel like doing voiceovers may take away from that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a full class silent and then I went back and did a voiceover. It took me three times as long and I know that there were things that I missed and mm-hmm. the timing was, the timing was good. It just, it wasn't where I wanted to present the way that my style is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's just me. Yeah. I I think and I that sounds it, that's really interesting cuz I interviewed someone else who does similar art classes but they do just voiceovers and I think mm-hmm. my my question with your classes is like how do you prevent it from just ending up being like really really long cuz I could imagine if you're teaching something and trying to or like drawing something or oh. doing whatever you're doing, I could imagine it getting really long if you're trying to explain it and talk about it at the same time. Are your lesson? are you just, how long are your lessons in general? My classes, I feel like average right around 40 minutes to okay. an hour. That's pretty um, good, yeah. Yeah, and then the segments themselves, it, it kind of depends. I think they mostly stay right around the two to four minute mark. Oh, nice. Uh, they're broken down. I, I kind of, I explain it before I create whatever it is I'm creating. And then the part that I'm creating, um, in the very beginning, I may explain a couple of things as I'm doing it and then I'm quiet and I shoot that up to eight times, sometimes <laughs> 10 times or 14, uh, so that you get the idea, but then slow it down toward the end and then continue explaining it before I go into the next. Got next it. Part okay. Of, that's yeah. really cool. And are you... Uh, when you're designing something, you're teaching something, are you going through the entire design and filming it and then breaking it up later on? Or are you like beforehand knowing that, okay, I'm going to record this lesson or this segment and then stop and then I'm going to keep going with the next lesson? Um, does that make sense? Uh, you're, if I record everything in one sitting? Yeah, like say you're designing... Um, I, I should look at one of your classes to see actually how your lessons are broken down. But do you actually like just uh, cut up your lessons after the fact? Or? Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Um, do I record everything in one take and yeah. then break them up? No, I do them individually. It okay, helps nice. me for two reasons. One, 
editing, obviously, to um, rendering and like processing video. So when you like with the edits themselves, it takes two seconds to press stop and record again. Got you know, yeah. and then when I'm editing, I know exactly what segment and I'll save them. And I say what I do is I save my segments. And let's just say um, like I had one recently and I did Tombow blending like an ombre effect. So I just wrote Tombow ombre. Uh, t- no, I wrote. Yeah. Tombow ombre rough. And then when I have it edited, it's caps edited Tombow ombre. Got it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's just easy, quick file references. But I bre- yeah, I definitely break them up. Okay, cool. Awesome. So uh, another question of mine is just with m- moving forward and going forward from here even, wh- what's your process for coming up with your different course um, topics? I want, you know, I think about what people want to know and I think about what people ask me about. Or if I don't, if I know like, okay, you know, this is the perfect two days for me to film a class. I have no idea what I want to do. Um, I will go and re- I'll use Instagram and I'll go and reference what my top posts have been. Mm, that's uh, cool. That's, yeah. And that's how I started going into line drawing. Uh, they're doodles. They're just little doodles and they're adorable and they're really simple. And I never thought that I would teach classes on them, but it's one of my most successful classes and it's one of my newest ones. And so I'm, uh, I just filmed a second one just with a focus on, you know, just cacti and succulents, but Ooh, people nice. really love them, right? Yeah, that's going <laughs> to be cool. My, my wife's going to want to take that one. <laughs> <laughs> they're so fun and they're super simple and you can incorporate them on everything and then, you know, make them as, as intricate or as simple as you want to, which is, I don't know, it's really fun, but I was just doing them for fun and uh, I had a, a lot of feedback that was good. And that was just because I knew I needed to do a class. And yeah. then I looked and it's like, people seem to like these doodles. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever like go on Skillshare or other places to see if there's other classes on those topics already? And does that influence you? I have a couple of times. Um, I don't usually, but when I feel like there might be something similar, then I, I do want to look because I do want it to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example... I recently did, oh, I looked up um, watercolor lettering, like water brush lettering, because I did something, um, that's something I have done too, but I need, anyway, <laughs> lots of classes, uh, no, that's finished, but um, that's something that will be going up, and there were some on that, which, you know, there's bound to be, but I just wanted to make sure my segments were different, right. um, I, I don't, I don't typically watch classes along the same subject line. Uh, I have, I'll, I'll watch the first couple because I think that it's important that I am familiar with the way that my field is presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't, I never ever, I want to, I want to make sure that I have my own, that I own my own. I don't know. You have your own style and you don't, yeah, yeah you don't want to just copy what other people exactly. are doing. Yeah, and I, I never want it to come across that way. I've run into two two things ever that it was all me and it was Instagram. It wasn't anything else. But I was like, gosh, 
that is so similar. And I pulled it because like, I don't ever want to look. And you know, it's hard because there's no such thing. No artist is ever going to come up at this point mm-hmm. with anything original, whether they've seen, whether they've seen the artwork or not, it's bound to have been done in some way. So yes, you developing your own style is great, but it's just hard because you def, you know, you want to, you want to produce content that's going to be something that's different for somebody to learn yeah. for their first time. Yeah. Um, I love that there are classes on the same subject though, because you know, if I take this class, I want to learn more of it. So if this teacher over here is doing it, I think that's great. And I think for me, networking with people in my field, if you will, um, has been really beneficial also mm-hmm. because you, I mean, the community of creatives is just so passionate that you fuel off of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I want to talk about your website, which is really awesome. And uh, I see all kinds of cool stuff on there, resources for people, including your online courses, but also you have a shop with some cool practice sheets and you've got tutorials. Can you talk about what what's on your website and what you're what you're selling, what you're giving away and what's kind of working best in terms of making people happy and maybe driving people to your courses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my website is always a work in progress. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be a hundred percent happy with it, yeah. but you know, I think that that's anyone that's creative. <laughs> yep. I have to change everything. You should see how much I rearranged my house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like people do this once a year. I'm like three months. Let's yeah. change everything. Uh, <laughs> but I, so it's a blog and my original idea was that I wanted a blog and I don't go crazy with, uh, with posts, but I do, I think I do anyway. So it's a blog, it's, you know, DIY and then updates on giveaways and classes. Uh, I just launched a YouTube channel a little nice. late to the party. Nice. <laughs> Literally. I know I've been asked for a long time. I'm like, gosh, okay, fine. Well, you I have a lot some, of content that you could potentially repurpose. Um, yeah, in a shorter version. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Uh, so, you know, there's that. Um, but my online courses, I obviously have all my Skillshare classes ready and easy to be clicked on, of course, with the special links to give them a discount. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, tutorials, um, I have tutorials. They're all blog posts for the most part, and there's a couple of references elsewhere um just for easy access but learning and whatnot i i intend on putting a start here type of reference soon uh which will fall into that category because i have a lot of questions about getting started for the first time and although i have article you know blog posts that go over it it's not as clear so i think that it's important to have a target beginning Yeah, that's a good idea, I think. Yeah, and then practice sheets. um, I will tell you that when I had seen a couple practice sheets that people had been putting out, I'm like, maybe I should do some practice sheets. And what is is a practice sheet for people that don't know? They're practice packs for alphabets for different styles, and it's usually in the person's style, the hand letter that you're looking at. And they usually run 
like 20 to 26 dollars you know letter of the alphabet that's what you're paying for which I at first was like that is so expensive but then when I was looking into it and actually completed some myself it made sense because there's a lot that goes into making them uh but when I made them I was like I want to be I want mine to be really unique and so I actually instead of creating an alphabet I created 10 in the same practice sheets and then charged uh right around the middle range. Um, well, no, they're about, they're 1950, but those are the first ones that I sold. And then I have a bundle of them and, uh, yeah, 10 different ways to letter lowercase. And then I have 10 different ways to letter uppercase. And then I have, um, other alphabets that are separate, but those are, I mean, I had no idea. Like I had an Etsy for a year and nothing like occasionally I'm like, art does not sell you guys. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking at your Etsy store. You have over yeah. 1,100 sales right now and 161 five-star reviews, basically. Yeah, and that's just since I started launching practice sheets, which was not too long ago. And so that's what happened. And it just blew up. And people want practice sheets. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I found, uh, I'm looking at your Etsy. I found a t-shirt that my wife and I both want. It's your, it's your permade. It's a cat mermaid shirt. <laughs> Yeah, well, also, what's pretty cool about that thing, <laughs> right, is uh, it's watercolor. And I I ordered a sample, not of that one, but of, I don't know if I listed it, but I ordered one of the, there's two cats. Anyway, the watercolor, <laughs> I don't want, it's, it's funny, it's, it's bathroom humor, but yeah. uh, <laughs> there's a little fluff cloud behind one of the cats and then the other cat says good one but (laughs) I ordered that one to sample it (laughs) but the shirts come out they look watercolor it's really cool that is really cool but with (laughs) Etsy with t-shirts do you have to do the like processing or does someone else actually create the t-shirts and do all that shipping and everything that's totally up to you um I will say this, if you or anybody has not yet heard of theprintful.com, it's, yes, they, um, so let's just say, for example, uh, it's, it's, it's like, it it probably is a little more expensive than processing yourself, but think about the lack of work that you have to do to do it. Um, for me, that's worth it because I'm super busy. So I just submit the file in a PNG and you can place it on a mock-up that they have. They have shirts and totes and mugs, um, all sorts of stuff. And then they actually make the packaging yours. So when they send it to people, it says, you know, the pigeon letters. It has their return address on it, so it doesn't have to be your home address. Um, and if it goes back, then you deal with them that way. But, uh, yeah, and the packing slip is yours. And so it's it's your brand, and they're sending out these products. Um, that they print and you so, uh, obviously I've ordered samples. Oh, uh, so speaking of permade, I have my phone case. Oh, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I ordered samples to see if I liked them and yeah, their products are really good and I have a, oh, this is one of theirs too. Cool. <laughs> you and me and the dogs. That's awesome. And so for so, people listening to the podcast right now, you can watch the video version of this podcast at onlinecoursemasters.com. And uh, yeah, you can see all the stuff that Peggy has created. Also, <laughs> from just her- like sporting my own brand. Over yeah, there. no, that's awesome. And you can see all of this at thepigeonletters.com. Go to the shop or click on the Etsy page. 
uh, that she has. So this is this is amazing. So with these practice sheets, are you uh, giving away any of these for free anywhere or in your classes? I'm not. Uh, I I had to really think about how I wanted to structure that, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't discount. I don't offer sales. Mm-hmm. I don't on purpose because uh, I need. Con- I want to have consistent um, flow of income, and for me, I'm not going to buy anything from so and so that you know. I, I will. Etsy's a different story. I totally want to support small businesses, but when it comes to um, like clothing brands that I love, mm-hmm. I'm not going to shop until I get the 40% off email <laughs> off of already clearance items. That's just the way it is. I'm a bargain shopper. So I want to study flow of income. I also believe in the quality of my product. And so for me, I host two sales a year. I will participate in, this is funny that I say that I do this as if it's been years, but it's something I really thought about. <laughs> yeah, you have. That's great. It's so, smart. Yeah. So I have Black Friday and then I have what I am going to do my, what I consider my year in business, which is January, even though it kind of launched in June. But, um, so yes. coming up, I'm going to have, but I'm not, I don't discount on existing products it's always a launch got it got it that is that is something that i know a lot of instructors especially on udemy because it is such a discount based platform that people struggle with Mm -hmm. getting into this this rhythm of having to discount and cheapen their product so much and there there are some people who start discounting their courses down to like 12 11 10 dollars on udemy and then they can never charge more for another course again because their exactly. student base is so used to that. So I think that's really smart that you're, mm-hmm. you've thought about that. And and uh, honestly, like as much as it hurts when you see competition doing that, people will love what you put out no matter what it is because you have – no matter what, who as an artist, you have a unique style and people will people will respect that and they, they want to support that. Yeah, yeah. So I do see though on your homepage you got your email opt-in. That's awesome. Um, and you're giving away some sort of freebies. What are you actually giving away mm-hmm. from your email opt-in? So my email has <clears throat> it does have a free practice sheet. Okay, cool. <laughs> nice. So I do smart. Have, I do have a few, and they're one page, um, and they're usually you know common words like adventure, things like that. Um, so email opt-in, that's automatic. And then I have a couple, I have some freebies that are blank lettering references so people can download those and print them and use them as many times as they want. And I also offer, I have a wallpaper for, for iPhones or Android, mm. I guess. Um, <laughs> I only size them for, I don't know if it's the same, but <laughs> I have a wallpaper that I launch every month. Um, and... Cool. And it seems like it looks like you also have a free course too, an embossing course. I do. Um, yeah. And I, I would like to put up another one. It's embossing was for a second again, all the, everybody was really excited about embossing, which I was stoked about because I did it with my mom when we were kid. Well, when my mom, when I was a kid and it was, it was fun. So when I saw embossing was becoming a thing I was like oh, I'm gonna put a class up and show everyone what all the materials you can emboss on and they're like how are you embossing on glass <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so if you, it was just more of a fun class to do um 
I want to do free ones. I think that it drives traffic. Uh, embossing didn't drive quite enough. I don't know if I want to do a big topic with free free classes. Mm-hmm. It makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but I you know I haven't experimented with that enough to know. I did actually get a lot of premium membership. Uh, you know, people that joined just from that class. So yeah, yeah, it's like an introduction to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. So, oh man, I feel like I could talk to you for for hours, <laughs> but I got a couple more questions. One, just okay. again with your email list, how are you? Uh, do you have a sequence set up that you send to people, or how often are you emailing, and what what are you emailing about? Uh, so, normally it's just when I have a new blog post, which. I don't love I don't love that concept because I don't want to sign up for someone's email when it's just a blog post. Uh, I've been incorporating some freebies and then some class announcements. Uh, the new year, I had a calendar that I launched that was only available for uh, there, but now it's on under freebies. But it's the year of the rooster, and it's just a printable. So things like that. Um, that's something I plan on diving more into to figure out how I want to structure. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's mostly just updates and then letting people know right away what what's you know what's available for free, what they can grab, so the giveaways that I'm having, things like that that people will have instant you know instant uh, gratification or grab yeah. that. Got it. Cool. So you were taught just a couple more questions just about your general day to day. I think a lot of people who want to get into online courses do maybe glorify it and think, oh, it'd be the best life if I could just stay home and create online courses. What's like a typical day like for you? And since you have so many different things going on with your Etsy shop, your online courses, the blog, Instagram, what's like what are you spending most of your time on? And yeah, maybe like just walk us through like a standard day for you. Okay. Um, so first of all, speaking of talking for hours, I blame it on the fact that I work from home now because (laughs) I'm a very, I'm an extrovert that now works from home. So I could just go on for days, but (laughs) my social life has dwindled, which is why it's important to go out to the coffee shop and work from there. It's just human interaction, man. Uh, (laughs) but my day to day, um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something that I'm not haven't said yet, and I will be saying shortly. This may or may not be live by the time I do that. But I, for the last eight months, have been writing a book. Ooh, nice! Yes, it's now available, sort of. It's on pre-release, but it's uh, January twentieth is its publication day. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely going to be out by the time this is launched. So yeah, cool. So I, it's, yeah, it's a big, big secret. I have been keeping it secret for a long time because mostly because I I didn't want the accountability from other people (laughs) for finishing when I said I was going to, (laughs) but, um, to be totally honest that, I mean, I know it takes away from the structure of what I've been doing, but that has been where a lot of my time has gone. Um, that aside though, the days that, cause there were weeks that I didn't work on it because I just needed a break. Um, cause I hand wrote the entire thing, <laughs> but, uh, I think that mostly it, wait, you hand it, wrote it like hand yeah. wrote it. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Like handwriting, like 
literally hand wrote the entire thing. Wow. Trying to keep it structured, which handwriting an index is not fun. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Man. Yeah. Having to make changes. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was fun. Um, (laughs) So I'm really excited. It's the ultimate brush lettering guide. And it's a really good one. I have submitted it to probably about, I don't know, 30 different bloggers, but I've been getting some really good feedback, which made me feel even better about it. But I put a lot of heart into it. Uh, so, but awesome. other than, uh, no, I, I do, I use three days for filming and editing, um, exclusively, mostly because those are my days that my other half is working the 12 hour shifts. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I have to account for that, um, home time and <clears throat> it's hard sometimes because you don't, it's not where you want, you're like, okay, now I have time and this is what I can focus on. I'm alone. I can finally do this. But you have to commit. And sometimes you don't want to sit down and turn on a camera and start recording. Sometimes you don't want to and you have to. You have to do it. (laughs) Even if it's just three segments, you have to do it. So that's something to to consider. And that's okay because you love what you're doing. But sometimes you have to have the, you know, the balance. Yeah. I, quick question too. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you. But are you batch processing your Instagram posts at all, or do you do one every day separately? Um, I do. You know, I was, and now you know it's it's really nice now that Instagram has the drafts because when I do have time and I know that I have a bunch of content, um, I'll do everything but post it and then save it as a draft, which has been really helpful. Um, that was an awesome update. I had been using some programs externally that I wasn't happy with. And so I have been doing it every day, you know, then, but I don't create a lot of content ahead of time. Um, I do it just enough. Sometimes I have a week. Sometimes I have a couple days. Sometimes I was really lucky and had three weeks, but it's not, I try to change it up enough to where it's not as repetitive. Um, But yeah, that's, Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. In one, yeah. So it just kind of depends. It depends on what what's going on, right. too. But uh, otherwise, I, I do a lot. I spend a lot of time researching um, different types of things. You know, references. Uh, a lot of time, like I read. I just read a book on. It's called Etsypreneur, mm. and I didn't know what I was going to read I just know that it had it had really good reviews and it was a tax accountant on behalf of his wife who's an Etsy seller so it was really things like that you know you have to look out for that side of things the business side of things this is embarrassing but just yesterday I finally registered as a business oh so. nice congrats that's a huge <laughs> first step <laughs> yeah you know things like that but um so there's those sides of things and then I try to work on this is not happening lately, but I try to do blog posts in advance. Um, so I have them weekly to post. I, again, not happening recently, but you know, it just depends. I am, a, I'm one of those people that's, you know, instant bad attention span. So I keep reminders. And if it's a reminder that is time sensitive and I'll do the remind me on a day and then it's today at five o'clock and no matter what, when it goes off, I stop what I'm doing and I do that. 
And so that's the way that I keep organized. And that's organized chaos. But some people like me, that's the way we have to do it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and so that's helpful. Um, cool. For example, because uh, I just want to give an overview of all the different random things. Like I have <laughs> like, oh, don't forget to scan this watercolor so that I can use it as a base for logos and oh, you know, check okay. email receipts taxes too like things like just silly things like finish this logo create these practice sheets create a bio I have to create a um I'm I'm this is also a secret so I'm just gonna say I have to create a video bio for something mm, okay, so just like cool. things like that just those types of reminders and so it just depends I think the more that you get into things the more you start developing a timeline whether you want it or not mm-hmm. so it's the same as any other job like this is a project that needs to be done here well that sounds i sounds like you're really busy and i can relate i can you know just and anyone doing online courses knows that we are everything from the teacher to the video editor to the marketer <laughs> and the accountant and everything and it does seem like a lot and it 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 is a lot and it takes a lot of time to to learn all those things uh but well, that's awesome. You've done a lot and you're I think you're going to be very very successful. Is there I mean, you're I know what you kind of want to do in the next 2 to 3 years. I can tell, but wh- <laughs> where do you envision yourself in the next few years and do you have any sort of step-by-step process that you're doing to achieve that? Um, that's a good question and it's hard because end goal just looks like going further in your field. Um, this is, I know I wear a lot of hats and I'm really busy, but I don't feel really busy. It's just the way, you know, um, in addition, because of Skillshare, <laughs> I went, I am in college for the first time nice. and I'm also going full time and I'm doing it online. And it sounds like a lot for me, the way that I, I'm a learner, it's, it doesn't take up a lot of time for me. I'm also taking every art medium. Um, I have two routes that I want to go, maybe. <laughs> okay, let's hear <laughs> But I was thinking that it would be beneficial to be an art educator in more of a formal setting. Um, I'm really passionate about it. I think that my energy is contagious. Um, and I, I say that because I know, I just know the feedback that I've been getting and I think that it's really fun to be able to see passion and pull it out of other people that. And then there's a completely other route where I think that it would be really um, interesting and beneficial to be eventually. I know it takes a long time to be an art director of a company to oversee and mesh everything together in more of a creative sense that, you know, when you look at some art and you're like, wow, I would never have thought to Mm. put this up. That's, that's the way that I see it. Um, so lettering, it's funny because it's such a small amount of the art that I do, uh, but it's where I found my niche and what I enjoy teaching people mostly because the resources aren't, they're there, but they're, they're still small. Um, so in the future, it's, it's really hard to say. I just want to keep blossoming. Nice. I think you will. So I know people can find you at thepigeonletters.com. Is that the best place? Is there anywhere else you want to share with people for how to contact you or get get in touch with you? 
Um, that's that's great. All my resources are there. My Skillshare links and my Instagram and email, everything's right there. Um, there's not a resource that's left out. So it's pretty easy to find. My Happily, my website is very easily navigate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, it's really easy. You can get to her Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, all our classes. And I think this is a great website uh, for people Thanks. to just look at and if people are like wanting to do this seriously, you've laid things out in a great way. You have so many great resources. And um, I think one of the best key takeaways I'm I'm taking from this is to not not cheapen your product by doing mm-hmm. discounts and by feeling like you have to do these major discounts. Because if you mm-hmm. find your niche and if you if you connect with your students and talk with them, they're going to respect you like you and and pay for the quality that you put out so peggy thank you so much is there anything else you want to say (laughs) no i just on that it was the same it was just more emphasis on that because it's super important um i'm i'm very bubbly and outgoing and fun and all the things and i love playing and i love being a resource but i also believe that you know you have to take the quality into consideration and you also have to respect your fellow creatives who are charging more because then you're discounting their brand by discounting your own. So it hurts the whole community, not just yourself. It's really important to believe in your brand and your, and your quality. Great. Awesome. Well, we'll have to have you back on the podcast, assuming I'm still doing this in a while after you (laughs) launch your book and uh, in the next six months and you have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram (laughs) and everything else like that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Okay, cool. Well, thanks so much, Peggy. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. I hope you enjoyed this episode. There's no better way to learn how to become a better online course creator than heading over to OnlineCourseMasters.com and downloading your free seven-step guide to success. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen and make sure to leave a rating. If you do, I might even read it on a future show. Help us reach our first 100 ratings. It'll just take an extra minute of your time and help me know how to make this show even better. Thanks and have a beautiful day.